waiting for the light. Oh, there it is. It says you are live. <laughs> I always start before my light goes on. How are you today, Ruth? You good? I'm good. I'm good. It's a day rest, so I tried to rest. Yes, yes, yes. I miss Victoria already. Mm-hmm. Well, she already sent us a text. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, did she? Yeah, <laughs> what did she say? Did she she misses us. So we miss her too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, I tell you what, it has been an, an interesting week. A lot of things went on last week from, from Resurrection Sunday until now. I had mm -hmm. a busy week. Did you have a busy week as well, Ruth? Yeah, it's been a busy month, so. Busy month, yeah. Yeah. It's almost it's done. Distinction. <laughs> almost done, almost done. We've got some people who are popping on already, and we'll call them out when we actually get uh, uh okay get to the show and and get started so i think we are lined up you have the first part of the bio i have the second mm -hmm. and um alan has the picture and all of that so we'll be ready to go whenever mr allen is ready to to uh to bring us in all right guys it is uh Time to uh, roll the open. You're all set. Thank all you. righty, sir. Yes, we are. Thank you. Have a great show. Okay. Everybody, good evening, good evening, good evening, Miss Ruth. How are good. you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I feel good. Feel better than having a long time. So I'm feeling good awesome. tonight. But we got a man down. Got I know. Man down, man down. Victoria, I know you're out there. We want you to feel better. You got yes. one thing to do, and that is to feel better. You know. You know we miss you. I can't pick on you when you're not here. I feel bad. She's there. She's watching. You know she is. So always. <laughs> We're gonna try to do do a good job for you tonight. That's Victoria. right. Hey there, Kim. Good to have you online tonight. Good to have you. Uh, and we've got uh, Linda Cooks. Good evening to you, Linda. Glad to have you online tonight. And Angie O, our South Carolina Connection. Good evening mm -hmm. to you. Glad to have you on. Victoria said, I am here. Miss being there. But I tell you what, we, as long as we know that you're out there, we, we know we got it. We got it. This rap is going to be a good show. And uh, we have a wonderful guest who's going to be on with us tonight who has 
quite a story to tell. And when I say quite a story to tell, I mean that. So this is a show that you really want to share. We like for you to share all of the shows when you have them on it. But this one is really um, quite special, I believe. And uh, we would like for as many people to hear it as, as possible. Uh, so if you uh, have someone that you want to share it with, now would be the time, now would be the time, because we are getting ready to start uh, with our week in review. Mm-hmm. And I am going to let, uh, I'm gonna let Ruth go first. Ruth, what's happened since Resurrection Sunday to now? What's been going on in your world? Uh, a whole lot of work, actually. So um, here, uh, the fun part, I got um, voluntold um, to uh, work on our podcast at work. So, ah, yes. So I work for, I work within the uh, judicial uh, branch of North Carolina government, the uh, Guardian Ad Litem program, and they have a uh, podcast, All Things Judicial, and oh. it's pretty much just what it sounds. So we had the opportunity to highlight some of the work that we do. And I was um, volunteered to uh, put the outline together and to host the show. So actually next week, you'll be able to catch me not just on this show, but also on All Things Judicial. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It went really well. It went really well. I was, um, I was proud, not just of, you know, how it went, but also, you know, the guests, they did great. So Hey, 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 hey. I know, right? Yeah, when is it on? And can we catch it? I mean, when? when? Yeah, no, absolutely. Anywhere you can get uh, a podcast. Um, So you can go on um, Spotify or Apple or, like I said, anywhere. um, And it should be a free download. So on Wednesday, the episode will be airing. It's for the Guardian Atlanta. All things judicial. Yep. What time? I think it just you can download it anytime after like 9 a.m or something like that cool awesome awesome boy i tell you it's always good to get into new things and that is certainly a new thing and and that that sounds good and i'm glad that you're able to do that i don't have anything exciting from last week i have no exciting podcasts Or anything like well. that. Um, the train is is doing well. So those of you who who have got it, gotten it, and had a chance to read it, I do want to hear from you. Uh, let me know what you think about the book. And uh, for those of you who haven't, be sure that you do get uh, get your copy and and share it, share it, share it. We're good about sharing stuff here mm-hmm. on Authors Up. We want to share the stories from our authors and and every everything else we can think of. Victoria has posted all things judicial after nine. Thank eight. you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, uh, uh, Victoria is our 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 queen of PRs. <laughs> so she she helps us get all the news and everything out there. Um, I had an up and down week when it came to um, exercise, uh, oh. indoor things. Uh, did some some outdoor things and mapping out new pathways to uh, to get some walking in. So I was glad I did manage to do that a few days, not every day. I didn't do every oh, day, mommy. but uh, you know I as did. As long as you're getting around, yeah. yes, yes, I I, I did get out mm-hmm. there. Each day I go a little bit farther. 
So there you go. I'm, there you go. I'm happy to be able to do that. Um, we're working on some infomercial material for ALH Broadcasting, and mm -hmm. we've got things coming up for our uh, Mother's Day broadcast. It's well, be in two weeks. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. so it um, it will not be a live live. It will be a recorded live. But we still want you to come. We still want our listeners to be Absolutely. here. You know, it's always going to be some fun, always going to be some laugh, always going to be some poignant moments. But hey, 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 we love you out there. And uh, we want to share everything we do with you. So you guys know the drill. You know what to do at 7 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> so maybe we can be part of your dessert <laughs> for, for that Sunday evening and have a good time. But uh, we have we have a wonderful, wonderful guest, wonderful guest. We met her for just had a chance to talk to her for just a few minutes before uh, before the show began tonight. So I, I know that this is just you're going to enjoy her. I know that we enjoyed her for for just the, the few minutes we were together. So I'm looking forward to to having her talk with us uh, some more. So uh, Ruth, why don't you uh, start by giving us a little bit about uh, her bio and, and then I'll follow up and we'll move forward from there. Absolutely. So Nicole Bell grew up near Boston and earned a bachelor's and master's of science in materials, science and engineering from MIT and a Master's of Science in Biomedical Engineering from Duke University. She currently lives near Raleigh, North Carolina with her two children and her dogs, but she is not only a mom, she is a successful entrepreneur, that word again, who has advanced her professional career as an engineer and program manager. She became an executive in a fast-growing medical device company where she built a world-class team of surgical robotics. But in 2017, Nicole's husband was diagnosed with a devastating disease, and she was forced into her most challenging roles yet, that of caregiver and medical proxy. Unsatisfied with the doctor's answers, Nicole set out on a journey using her engineering mindset to search for the root causes of her husband's illness. She eventually found them and sought treatment a process that changed her and her entire family. Mm. Um, <laughs> so after the break, I'm going to be formally introducing you to Nicole as we uh, will hear about her book, What Lurks in the Woods, which documents their journey through the medical minefield as they search for answers and treatments. Stay tuned.
before you get started, Ruth, I, I got to say something. I think I'm I'm taking Victoria's place tonight. Because okay. Victoria is usually the one that cries all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> She's the one that cries all the time. So I'm taking your spot, Victoria. I just got kind of filled up there for a minute. So you got you guys have to have to just uh, love on me anyway, but this it's it's that kind of story and that kind of night and 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 I'm I'm just gonna stop right there before before I really start bawling. But go ahead, Ruth, and introduce okay. to all of our listeners out there tonight. Welcome, Nicole. We're glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So awesome. Um, Okay, on that note, we will get started. You have an incredible book. Um, it's called What Lurks in the Woods. And honestly, when I picked up the book, picked looked at the title, I wasn't sure what to expect. But as I started reading it, I was just, I was wow. Um, tell us about your book. Well, um, you know, it's it's about my journey with my husband's illness. Um, I had no intention of writing a book, right? It's I think it's always been something in the corner of my mind, but never really quite knew what I would write about. But mm -hmm. when my husband became ill, it really took over everything in my life. And mm -hmm. um, I had to figure out how to deal with it. And so I started by journaling and kind of, you know, trying to get it out and, and sort through all the crazy emotions and, you know, the things going on in my head. And, um, and then as our journey became more and more interesting, as we went through his medical diagnosis, then I realized that I needed to process it. And then, you know, I wanted to get through it and share the story with my children. And then eventually I realized I wanted to share it with other people because we had learned a lot along the way. And um, I wanted to help others so that they didn't have to go through the same mess that we had to go through. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So um, let me ask this. Often we, um, you know, as you go through the book, you know, you, you write about certain regrets that you mm -hmm. felt. Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes, you know, we write, we pour ourselves out on the page. You know, sometimes maybe we feel like, it's there, it's out of me, it's on the page. Do, is that something you deal with? Is that something you dealt with? You felt that, you know, that was a, a healing process for you or what is that something you still have to battle? Yeah, I, I, I mean, grief is an ongoing journey, right? But I think that getting it out on the page through journaling in the first place was kind of that first level of relief to get it out somewhere other than my head. And then going back through my journal entries and then organizing it into a story to make sense of it was a whole nother level of healing. Because mm -hmm. as part of that, I went back, I thought about our journey, I tried to learn from it, um, put it together in something that made sense. You know, my the story and his illness, it, it was so much chaos. And as you said in the intro, I'm a program manager. I like everything to be in its little place. Mm -hmm. And so the ability to go back through and, and learn from it and try and put it into a story that made sense and that I felt comfortable with was huge. And then finally sharing it with others because I had isolated myself as so much because of the illness. And I felt like getting the story out there was the only way for people to really know me again, because there was right. so much that had happened. You can't 
explain it in, you know, a, a coffee conversation. It was just something that I, I knew that if anybody was really going to understand me, then they had to read what we had been through because it was just such a pivotal kind of, you know, crucible moment for, for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how, how's the response been to your book? It's been overwhelming. I think, you know, really people have been extremely gracious with their, their kind words and their feedback. And, and I think that the thing that has been the most touching is just the, the letters that I get from people, whether it be about sharing our story and the vulnerability that I shared in the, in the book, and then them really connecting with that saying, you know, oh, I felt all of these emotions and I didn't know what to do. And I think it's validating for them to know that other people are living the exact same quagmire that they're in because you feel right. so alone. Um, and then so many others who have reached out with their chronic illness journey, and they know that they have an illness and they know that there's something going on, but doctors aren't helping them and they feel like they're gaslighted. And, and there's just so many emotions that people connect with that has been, it's just been really heartwarming and validating because mm -hmm. people, you know, like I said, people feel like you're alone. You, you tend to isolate yourself when you get into really difficult situations. And so knowing that you're not alone, other people are on the journey and then having them reach out and share their stories has just been really humbling. Wow. Wow. Nicole, you, go ahead. Go ahead, Ruth. No, do uh, go ahead. I wanted to ask you how, how much time passed? How long was it uh, before you went from something's not quite right yeah. to understanding what was really wrong? How, how long did that take? So I think that I really started noticing that something, I mean, well, it depends on when you think something is wrong. I, I noticed mood changes in my husband well before I realized he was sick. I just, I thought he was depressed. I thought he didn't, he had retired early to help take care of our children because he was older than I was, but we had very young children. And so he was mm -hmm. gonna step back and be Mr. Mom. And, um, and I thought that he was just unhappy. He had always been this high powered executive and done really well. And he was home all the time. And, you know, it can be two young kids can be super stressful. And so you blame it on other things. We went to therapy. It didn't seem to help. But then it was in about 2016, the middle of 2016, when I started realizing that he was having memory lapses and that he was forgetting things. And he was literally the most brilliant man that I've ever met. And um, so for him to forget basic things was very uncharacteristic. And then we started in our journey with the medical community, but it was another year and a half before we finally figured out what the root cause was. Um, and that was a challenge because he was very sick. Even by the time I realized it, he was already classified as having late stage disease. So he was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease. And that was something that just didn't make any sense to me because he was he was only 60 years old. He had no genetic predisposition. He was extremely active and ate, you know, very healthy. All the things that they say to do for brain health, he was doing it. But yet he was, you know, losing all of his cognitive capabilities. And so by the time he got classified with early onset Alzheimer's, they actually said that it was late stage disease. So we were already really far advanced in his disease. Um, and so, you know, we kept digging and came up 
short again and again and again. And then finally, we had figured out that a lot of the root cause was due to infection and other toxins, which, um, but that was a good 18 months later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ruth, you were getting ready to ask Nicole something and I kind of broke in on you. No worries. No worries. Um, do you continue writing now? So I, I continue to journal, which I mm -hmm. think has become kind of a, um, a coping mechanism for me. And just also, I really enjoy it. Um, and then I've also done a lot of articles to share our story. So mm -hmm. my husband's illness was caused by tick-borne disease. So he actually had uh, Lyme disease, Bartonella, Babesia, and he had some heavy metal toxicity that went along with it. And so mm -hmm. I've become an advocate for patients in that space and have been writing short articles to help raise awareness of the linkages between these diseases and chronic illness, um, these diseases and dementia, and mm -hmm. just things that people, I mean, they're, they're not aware of. Every time I talk to somebody and I say, well, my husband had Alzheimer's due to tick-borne illness, they look at me like I'm crazy, but it's mm -hmm. a thing. And the research is there. And I think a lot of people are starting to come around to it, but so many people just don't think that. And I didn't, I, I had no reason to think that until I was forced to, because it was right in front of my face. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, articles aside, do you think you'll be writing another book? I don't know. People ask me that and I say, I sure as heck hate, hope not because, <laughs> because I don't want to live a scenario like I did like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I have realized how much I enjoy writing and I have realized how much sharing the story and connecting with other people has been so rewarding that I mm -hmm. wouldn't say, you know, anything's off the table. I definitely think that I'll continue to write, you know, more short form right. articles, but whether we have another book in me, it just, I think we have to, remains to be seen. Okay. Okay. So let, let's go to the um, story then. Yeah. How, um, how have you, you know, you definitely, you share about your marriage, about the disease, you know, the whole thing. How have your kids been since, um, I guess, since the end of the book, you know, how are they now? Do they understand you know, everything that's happened um, with dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think as much as you can, I mean, my mm -hmm. children are now eight and 11 and it's difficult to process. They were five and eight when mm -hmm. he, so unfortunately my husband's story doesn't end well. Um, we treated him for a while, but he ended up moving into a resident care facility back in 2019 and he just passed away in January. That's so, oh. um, so that's been, and, and being in a resident care facility in the middle of COVID uh, mm -hmm. was very interesting. And so the kids weren't able to see their dad for a very long time. And then right. um, and then he just passed away. And so that I think that that event kind of brought up a lot of emotions of, mm -hmm. you know, even though you know that he was never going to get better, it's, it's so final. And it brings back all of those feelings that are very right. difficult to deal with. And so I think that, you know, we're we're getting by. It's never, I think grief, as I said, is a journey. Um, mm -hmm. We're actually having a memorial service for him um, this coming Saturday and Sunday, just to, you know, remember him. We wanted to wait until when he passed uh, the COVID spike with Omicron was really high. So we decided mm -hmm. to wait until, uh, you know, we could really get together and celebrate him well. So I think that will bring a little bit of closure, but it's, it's difficult. I mean, you, they're young kids. They won't have the ability to really know their dad. And we just do the best we can. Right. Right. Andrea? There's a part of the book that, that I, I would like for you to share 
Um, and um, we talk about it a little bit. So if you're comfortable sharing it, fine. And if not, there may be another piece of the book or part of the book that you would, would prefer sharing. Uh, but it has to do with the time when um, he was traveling and lost his way. Yes. And uh, as, as I mentioned to you when we were talking about losing, losing your way uh, can mean different things to different people. You know, they, they, we, we can have these, these sort of mind breaks where, um, you know, you start doing one thing and you, you're on your way in the kitchen and you get there and you say, what, what was I in here for? What was it I was getting ready to do? You know, those kind of short uh, term, I lost my way things. But, but it's another thing to be in, in the position that he was in. Uh, and and losing your way from his perspective and from yours because he was traveling and then there was a point where he just didn't know where he was. Yeah. Can you, you okay telling us a little bit about the, that that part of the journey? Of course, of course. So it was um, it was before Christmas um, in uh, 2016. So this was the year we were still trying to figure out what was going on. We knew something was wrong. We had been to a diagnostician, but we were still awaiting the test results to see what was going on. We, we really didn't know. At that point, the doctor said it could be a stroke or it could be Alzheimer's. And, um, and my husband's father died. And so we live in North Carolina. My husband grew up in the Atlanta area. And so he drove back to Atlanta for the funeral. And I remember being concerned about him going down there, especially because Atlanta always has construction and it's mm -hmm. a very crazy yeah. environment. Yeah. And, um, you know, he but he got down there. OK, and everything was fine. And I figured, OK, everything is good. Um, but after the service, you know, he he got together with a bunch of friends and they were up late. And then obviously there was the stress of the service and, and having his father pass. And he had decided to drive home. He drove a little bit and then he woke up in the morning and, and meant to drive the rest of the way. And I was expecting him home around maybe four or five o'clock. I thought he was going to pick up the kids from daycare and, and go home. But he called me and he was he was lost and he was completely disheveled and he had no idea where he was. And he was like, I asked him where he was and he's like, you know, reading things on the side of the road. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're doing. And and he was so confused. And after a long confusing conversation, I, I realized that he had been driving all day. And I think at one at one point he drove north all the way to North Carolina and he must have gotten confused. And then he had drove back south because even wow. though he had, was driving all day, he was still only about an hour from where he started. And so that was when I that was like one of the first moments where I realized how bad things had really gotten. I think that the stress of everything really kind of accelerated um, what he was feeling. And, and then as he was driving, I was trying to coach him because he's like, well, come get me. And I was like, you're six hours away. I have to go pick up the kids from daycare. Like I can't, I can't right. do that. And so I tried to get him to stay, but he, he, he ended up driving North and then he, he got lost, you know, his cell phone was dying. He called me in a panic and he's like, you have to help me. You have to come get me. And it was, and then just as he was begging for help, his phone died because mm -hmm. he didn't know how to plug it in. Even though the charger was in the console of his truck, he didn't know how to plug it in and, and get help. And again, this is an engineer, an executive, a very high functioning individual, and, and he couldn't even plug in his cell phone. And I panicked 
my parents were coming in for Christmas. The kids were upstairs asleep. I didn't know what to do. And um, I ended up calling a friend who was a former police officer. I issued a silver alert. You know, one thing you never think you're going to do for your husband, you know, especially at such a young age. And we ended up, my friend, uh, the former police officer, ended up finding him at a hotel and we had to go get him because he was, like you said, he was completely lost. And I remember when I opened the door to the hotel room, he had actually gotten to a hotel and was staying um, overnight. Fortunately, he didn't drive off and completely get even more lost. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember the look on his face. He was just so confused and he didn't understand what was happening. And I asked him if he was okay. And he's just like, I don't know. It was, it was so hard um, for an extremely competent individual to lose that capability to take care of yourself. I mean, he was the person I used to, he always joked with me because I have the worst sense of direction on the universe. And he would, he would laugh because you could drop him in the middle of anywhere and he would figure it out. And he had gotten lost on I-85, you know, one of the basic, the very basic routes. So that was a moment when I realized that we were we were in a lot of trouble and that he was he was further along than I had thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let, let me ask you this. And Ruth, you you had um, you had submitted a book of yours um, in a contest, I believe, that uh, for um, screenwriters or something. Mm -hmm was a book that people people were looking at from right. that perspective. Um, I, I don't, Nicole, I, and I could be wrong, Ruth, you can correct me or, or one of our listeners if, if you uh, know, I don't recall uh, seeing many things either through docu-series or whatever about this, about this issue, about this um, uh, about what happens in these scenarios in in the real world in the real world, um, and we we've asked you about journaling, but have you thought about taking that one step further and and uh, exploring that possibility? When I read things, I see things. I always when I read uh, Ruth's books. I can see. I can see the person in the, at the side of the road, I can see, and I can see uh, your husband. I can, yeah. I, that's just kind of how my brain works. But have, have you, have, has that ever even crossed your mind? I don't think in a serious way. I think that, you know, I've, I've had people say, you know, hey, it would be, because everything was based upon my journal entries and there's so many details and I really tried to make it vivid and bring people into our lives. And so I've had a few people say, you know, oh, this should be a movie or something. But <laughs> mm -hmm. I think in terms of taking that seriously, I haven't really given it much thought. For me, just getting the book out was a massive endeavor as an engineer. You know, this is definitely way out of my wheelhouse. And I've been honored with the, um, you know, with the feedback that I've received and, and the fact that people are really enjoying our story and, and learning from it. So taking that next step would be even more out of my wheelhouse, but I would, if, if there's thoughts and advice that you can give to point me in that direction, I would be certainly willing to explore. I, I really, I really think that it would be a good thing. I think it would be a successful thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be a much needed thing. 
um, because you know, as we as we were were saying earlier, there are so many more people who are dealing with scenarios like yours uh, that don't that need to tell their story, that don't get to tell their story, and don't know where to go with their story. Yeah. Um, so so. Um, you know, if I had a huge production company, I'd be sending you a letter right now saying, <laughs> oh, we need to do this. We need to get it done. Uh, oh, thank you. But I, I really hope that that you will be able in time, because I think there's a lot going on uh, right now that you probably still have to process and probably still are going through and feeling and and all of those emotions. I know what it's like for me, and I just read the book. <laughs> I didn't live the book, so, so I can't even imagine uh, all of uh, the highs and lows and things that you're dealing with. But I hope it will be one of those things that you kind of tuck away for a little while and, and maybe come back to at, at some point and say, you know, I think I'm going to take this another step because I do believe that there is someone out there uh, who knows exactly the roadmap that you need to follow uh, in order to make that happen. And I think it would be an, an amazing project. Justin. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the vote of confidence. And uh, I think maybe you're planting a seed here that <laughs> we'll see how it grows. <laughs> well, I hope so. And I'm going to, to stand in uh, for Victoria right now, because Victoria has uh, three words that she says uh, every week, and they are get the book. <laughs> get yeah. the book. <laughs> so we are encouraging our listeners to do that. Get the book. Get the book. It's a, it's a story that you have to read. You have to read. Um, yeah, Angie, Angie's saying it's much needed. would help a lot of people and we're we you, you've got an authors up fan club here so we're <laughs> we, we're kind of gently nudging you <laughs> into that space so i really hope that that it will be something that you will will uh, take seriously and if it is to be it'll come back to you it'll yeah. come back to you and you will move mm -hmm. with it so that that is an exciting prospect for me um, how can people get in touch with you, Nicole? So I have a website. It's NicoleDanielleBell.com, which has, there's email address there. I'm also on both Facebook and Instagram as Nicole Danielle Bell. Um, and, you know, that's really the best way, I think, you know, either a DM or an email through my website, a really great ways to get in touch with me. Okay. Great, great. And Ruth, I didn't, I didn't mean to to cut you off. I, without, I, I miss Victoria when she's not here because she really keeps us on track. At least keeps me on track. <laughs> so you gotta feel better real soon, Victoria, so you can come back and help me out, girl. <laughs> but, but Ruth, was there something else that that you wanted uh, Nicole to to bring out about her book, or something else that you wanted to um, uh, to say to her or to her listeners tonight? Now, um, I actually went on your website. Looks like your book is a an award winner. Yes, yes, ah. yep. Um, we have we've had a couple as a runner up, um, and then it was a, a, a gold medal literary titan award. So yeah, we've I, I've been humbled by um, the feedback. You know, it's mm -hmm. been really 
overwhelming, I think, to you pour your heart into something and, and you really lay it out there. And it's not just a fiction story that I made up, right? It's my life. Right. And it was probably right. the worst part of my life. <laughs> right. So the, yeah, the vulnerability that I really poured into the book, um, it, it took some strength and some courage. And so to see it so well received has been um, really heartwarming. Well, congratulations to you. That That's you. wonderful. That's wonderful. So when we push the other part of this project, we'll have a little note at the bottom that says, and it is an award winning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that needs to be a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Carol, I see you're on the line. Dr. Carol, I'm just going to break in here for a moment, was our winner of uh, the book bundle for March. We gave away five books and a mug and Dr. Carol was our winner. And we thank you for being with us tonight, Dr. Carol, and hope that you enjoyed the things that, that were given to you. Uh, Nicole, I wanna come back to you for just a minute. If you had um, just some closing closing remarks uh, of encouragement based on what you went through and the journey that you traveled and the story that you had to tell. What, what would you tell our listeners who may be going through uh, something similar to what you encountered and what you had to face? I think that the most important thing, especially if you're dealing with some sort of illness, is, is to be your own advocate. You know, you really need to understand your condition and really try and work with doctors and find the right doctors who will listen to you. Because I mm -hmm. think, unfortunately, our traditional healthcare system is, you know, it's a 15 minute model and they want to give you a pill and get you out of there. And mm -hmm. when you're ill and a lot of these, you know, chronic illnesses are complex, they have a lot of, um, you know, intricacies, and they can be lots of different types of illnesses wrapped into one. And so you need to unpack that and you need to find a doctor that is willing to help you. And they are out there. Um, it, but you just you need to have that resilience and you need to stick with it. I, I wish that we had started that part of our journey sooner, because I know that Russ would have gotten better if we had identified the cause of his infection and, mm -hmm. and some of the challenges that were keeping him from being well and addressed it you know, five or 10 years before it became, you know, to the point where he had dementia, then he would still be with us. And so I try to encourage people to not ignore symptoms, you know, mood, mm -hmm. mood changes and personality changes are a symptom. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people brush them off. If you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're having, you know, emotions that are different from, you know, your standard baseline, then you need to pay attention. And you know, therapy is great, but a lot of times that there's also underlying conditions that you might need to explore with a doctor. And so those were our first warning signs. And unfortunately, we didn't listen to them. And it became a point where it was too late. And so now I really think of health much differently mm -hmm. and try and understand at a really fundamental level, how am I doing? How's my family doing? And really be in tune mm -hmm. with your body and, um, and make sure that we're living the best that we can, because without your health, there's really, you can't do anything else. You can't be in service to anyone. You can't um, experience joy in the same way. And so that's fundamental. It's my highest priority and value is to make sure that my family and I stay healthy. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, 
Nicole, that is some that is some wonderful advice. And for whatever reason, we sometimes uh, back away from having the courage to confront the things that we see, even when we don't understand. Yeah. And and those words will resonate with me. Be your own advocate. Yeah. Be your own advocate. Have the courage not to stop, have the courage to say what you see. You know, this is, there's something wrong here. There's something that's not right on this end and 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 keep going. Someone will listen. Yeah. Someone mm -hmm. will listen. I tell you what, uh, listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed this as much as, as we have tonight. It wasn't our crazy, ha ha, we're gonna just, you know, Put on our queen hats and crowns and, and be nuts tonight. <laughs> but, but I tell you what, it has been uh, a wonderful opportunity uh, to hear a great story and be yeah. given some information that, you know, we don't know. We don't know what lies ahead for ourselves, for our family members. We don't know. We can't see around that corner. But, but we can be well armed. And I think you have given us part of an arsenal tonight that, that will help us in the days to come. So thank you for that, Nicole. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being with us here on Authors Up. And listeners, thank you for joining us tonight and for being a part of this moment because uh, that, that's all life is, is just a series of moments and a series of times that we have the opportunity to share with one another and to get together and to be strengthened and to be encouraged. So we appreciate you being with us. You never know what's gonna happen on Authors Up. So we don't even bother to tell you what's going on next week because we don't really know. <laughs> but just come back that's what you need to do come back be with us at 7 p.m on sunday evenings ruth do you have anything to uh uh to uh final any final comments for tonight um i just want to say again nicole thank you for sharing your story with us and with our listeners um it, it's been a pleasure having you here so thank you so much for having me it's been great Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Nicole, I would like to ask you to just hang on uh, for just a little bit uh, as we close out the show so that we can, can have some final comments with, with just you. <laughs> Will do. Okay. Everybody, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for being a part of the ALH Broadcasting family and particularly for being a part of Authors Up. You have a story in you. You need to decide whether or not you want to tell it, whether or not you want to share it, but know that Authors Up is always here with a platform for you to do exactly that. Oh, good night to you, Victoria, Queen Victoria. I hope you feel better and be back with us next week because we miss it when you're not here, when you're not here. Uh, anything, uh, Ruth, looks like you want to say something. No, that's it. You done? Okay. Well, that's it for us for tonight. Nicole, hang in there for just a little bit. And we hopefully will see you all next week right here at 7 p.m. for Authors Up. Good night, everybody. Good night.